0: Welcome to the third episode of One Nasty Mom. Today I am going to be talking about a topic very close to my heart. Are we raising a snowflake generation? And I think I am uh, almost alone in fighting to keep this old school parenting alive. For those of you who don't know what a snowflake generation is, listen up. You know how people want their podcast to be heard. This one is going to be a 9 on the controversy scale. The scale being 10, of course. And I would like if a certain set doesn't access this one right here. I'm just an opinionated but non-confrontational person. I don't care about being judged, but just do it behind my back. I wanted to talk about this because we have been vehemently discussing how parenting has gotten so much more complicated over the years. The us, um, I mean, here is my single temperamental friend, Arjun, and my happily married friend and father of one, Rahul. So we are talking about how kids are just so much more sensitive, they need more babying and validation, and how we can't call a spade a spade anymore, like our parents used to, right? Remember how our teachers called us dumbasses? Good old days. I remember once my Hindi teacher asked uh, asked me a question, asked a question to the class actually, and I promptly raised my hand to reply. The little miss know it all that I was, am maybe. Mid sentence I said "jard" instead of paid. She stopped me, called me out, and whacked the bejesus with a wooden ruler on my palm. (laughs) Do not gasp. I will not let a soul touch my daughter, but the lesson is well remembered, I must say. All I am saying is, a little bit of discipline and tough love builds character and personality. Arjun's view on it differs, of course. He believes in the good old, spare the rod and spoil the child adage, but that's a whole other discussion. Imagine this generation of kids is constantly told, you're great, you came last in the race, awesome, no problem, you tried, oh, you lost the basketball match, you were great, baby. No. You want not You need to practice harder. You need more focus. How will you reach your potential? How will these kids do anything in life? Imagine this kid out in the world and he or she gets told that, hey, this ain't good enough. Won't their world come crashing down? Because all they have ever heard is praise. Did anyone do an extra push-up if the gym trainer said, ma'am, ek kar lona, ma'am. ma'am one push-up, please? Hell no, my gym trainer needs to break my spirit. He needs to yell at me to do those extra five push-ups or abs or whatever. So aren't we kind of ruining these kids in a way and preparing them for failure? Anyway. As Rahul and Arjun and I were discussing this, Karam's class group started to explode with messages, right? And that's when this conversation grew and grew between us. Apparently, a mum was concerned that a certain teacher is rude to kids and doesn't smile much. I pretty much LOL'd, but turns out everyone was on her side. Soon enough, an email was being drafted incidents like this of not smiling and being rude were being highlighted and how other kids hated her class because that teacher was so strict, right? I mean, I hated sports because I sucked. I hated maths because I sucked at it. I loved other subjects. And of course, I liked singing as an extracurricular because I was good at it. But that's okay, you don't have to like each and every class, you don't have to like each and every person and not every person you bump into has to smile at you. Anyway, I curb my first instinct to say something ruthlessly offensive, albeit funny, and wrote a very Gen Z-style proper message saying that, hey, my childhood, most teachers. I used to be petrified of, but they often taught me well and I remember those lessons. And the fact that at an IB school, teachers are legit scared of these kids, right? The PTM that you go to, the parent-teacher meeting is about praising kids. Like they're the next prodigy and lightly brushing upon areas of improvement. What happened to dude? Your child really needs help with maths. She has other subjects on point, but better focus on this. What happened to that direct feedback? Like in the good old way, like very, you know, straight up or when you're made to stand outside the class because you laughed so hard or didn't finish your homework. Isn't this all part of some level of skill and character building? Anyway, I was ambushed and told how our kids need to feel safe in school. You can't see them now, but I'm doing air quotes. It then went on to how the teachers and children are so pressured because sports day is approaching and maybe that's why the said teacher is not smiling and a little more strict because they are transferring this pressure to the kids at school. And I'm like, yeah, because Bombay traffic, EMIs, cheating spouses, health issues and life's problems aside, the sports day is that one thing that is causing pressure in everybody's life. Somebody went on to say how children should be able to choose if they want the sports day or not. Here's a plan. Why don't we get 8-year-olds to also pick our next government and get them a driver's license while we are at it too, right? Because we need to have experience and build enough emotional and mental bandwidth before making such adult decisions. Why don't people understand that? It's great. I let Karam choose a lot of things and make a lot of decisions, but I'm not going to suddenly be like, Hey, you want to have some JD with me, with mama? Sure, beta, come on. There's got to be who teaches a child, you know, good, bad, grey, white, black, grey, I mean, who teaches them that? They're too young to have an opinion about everything. If you ask half the kids, like if you ask me when I was young, I would keep sleeping in and never go to school and never get a degree. But does that mean eight-year-old me or 10-year-old me should have gotten that opinion? Hell no. Sports day pressures help team management, team building, adrenaline rush and just working towards a common goal. It's so much fun. You might feel pressured and there's, of course, yeah, you'll have maybe one sleepless night. But how much does it teach a child? And you want to take that away because God forbid your child feels pressured. Oh, and let me add, there is no first, second and third in this, huh? In IB schools, your only competition is yourself. And no matter who you are, you still get a medal and a certificate, even if you come last uh, lagging behind in a race. So where is the pressure? I'm genuinely not being harsh. I know a lot of people hearing this might think so, and neither am I setting up kids for a lifelong trauma. I mean, that finds its way to our lives anyway, right? But a reality check, a toughened way to live your life, skills that help you maneuver through tough situations, isn't that something we should equip our kids with? I'm not saying go be Sparta and leave the kids out uh, for a night in the, you know, in the jungle or whatever. But bubble wrapping them every single step of the way is and will create a generation of snowflakes that will have a nervous breakdown if God forbid the boss expects an urgent presentation by end of day. Parenting is personal, and by no means am I an authority on it, right? But we know we are a generation who can brush themselves off, pick themselves up after life throws you down. We work for all comforts, but we can see a rough day. We travel in cars, but we can take the local train when there is a time crunch. Don't handicap an entire generation in the guise of protecting them. Just like a butterfly has to struggle to get out of a cocoon to fully form its wings, and any interference will give you a maimed insect. Same way, I truly feel we need to give this generation a chance. Yes, we need to give them a safe environment and open communication and the confidence to talk and communicate to us openly. But the struggle to break out of the cocoon has to be theirs. And hate me for it, agree with me or not, but I mean, you knew what you were signing up for, right? I am one nasty mom. See you in the next episode. Bye.